0: SusieAshworth.com forward slash book for free to claim your brand new free copy of Infinite Receiving, crack the code to conscious wealth creation, and finally manifest your dream life. We don't need to eliminate doubt in order to be successful. Like I'm sitting here as a living proof and evidence of that fact. I think that what I have become very adept at is not allowing the doubt to consume me. Hello, 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 you gorgeous human being. This is Susie Ashworth speaking, and you are listening to the Limitless Life Experience podcast. And you know what? I don't mind if I do say so myself. I feel like we're getting better. Fun fact, the first time I recorded this, I did a little sing song about getting better and better and better, and it was the worst possibly I've ever heard my voice. And whilst it was amusing to me, I did think that if I allowed that to go live, it's likely that anybody who was listening might choose to switch off because <laughs> I don't think there could have been anything that I could have done that demonstrated a lack of skill or improvement or betterment than, than that song. I'm still amused. Anyway, I decided to cut it and here we are. I am going to get into it because I am excited to chat to you about this particular conversation that I am calling the pendulum of belief. And what I am talking about here is when we have these moments where, like, we know in our bones, we know in our bones that our dreams are inevitable. We know that we are the one who is going to make it happen. We are like our belief on the scale of one to 10 is like 1000. And there is nothing that can be said to you that will knock you from that perch. Like it just it feels like a knowing that is in your cellular membranes. Like there is just there's nothing that's going to budge. And then the next day, if you're lucky if you're less lucky, the next moment, all of that belief and knowing and certainty and inevitability has disappeared. Like you all of a sudden feel like you have been whacked in the face with like a punch bag full of doubt. It's, and it's like, where the hell did that come from? And in the doubt, we're feeling the scarcity vibes. We're feeling the inadequate vibes. We're feeling the imposter syndrome vibes. We are feeling the fear vibes, the guilt vibes, the shame vibes, the what if it all comes crashing down vibes, the catastrophic vibes. Like all of the vibes that we do not want to be aligning ourselves with are there. They're front. They're back. They're to the sides. They're behind the kneecaps. like, they're, they're literally everywhere. Um, why does that happen? And the reason that I'm asking this question is, I want you to know that I experience this. I really experience this. I go from like, I got it all going on. It is happening. To oh my god, but what if it doesn't? <laughs> but, oh my god, what if it doesn't? How do I stop? How do I stop? How do I stop? You know, how do I stop these thoughts that I know are not helping me, but are just there? Like, do you know what I mean? I see this in clients all of the time. And as I have just acknowledged, like this happens to me as well. And it happened the other night and I... What was good is I'm in this practice of noticing my emotions when it comes to parenting and with my kids. And I am choosing to be an observer. Like when I start to feel frustrated or the desire to control feels very heightened. Rather than acting on the emotion or diminishing it, so kind of just stuffing it down and not acknowledging it, or feeling frustrated with myself for having the feeling in the first place. Annoying! I am in the practice of observing now what's really interesting, as soon as we get into observing mode, the emotion has less of a grip on us anyway. So I had started to notice this sense of self-doubt creeping in around a new project that I am working on. And I feel that in my body, like I literally feel the tension building up in my jaw. I start to get irritated by things that normally would not touch the sides. But the tension and the irritation were really present in my mind and in my body and there was a part of me that almost wanted to go into like come on you should be past this now like that mode and instead I just noticed that I was starting to feel this way and that was really the first step is noticing my emotions and not adding layer or meaning but just noticing how I was feeling and it was very simple for me to be able to track back like this is just it's self-doubt you're doubting yourself this is what it is and frequently when I'm talking to clients about doubt there is this desire to eliminate doubt from our psyche. And in my experience now of building a multiple seven-figure company, and as I am openly acknowledging right now, I still have doubt. And what is interesting is that we don't need to eliminate doubt in order to be successful. Like I'm sitting here as a living proof and evidence of that fact. I think that what I have become very adept at is not allowing the doubt to consume me and I think that frequently that's what I see happening when people go into procrastination mode when people claim to have a lack of clarity when people are habitually doing things that are stopping them from progressing they've allowed the doubt to consume them and so in the noticing of this chemical and physical response building up in my body I chose to do something slightly differently and the first thing that I asked myself I I pulled out my journal and my journal I use an electronic journal now quite a lot so I pulled out my iPad and I got out my journal and I asked myself the question why do I pendulum like this? Why do I swing from one side of the belief coin to the other? And the answer that came up for me is because I've forgotten to remember what it what is required to stay in my power. I've forgotten what it is to remember what is required to stay in My power and immediately having that as a foundation, as a base point, was super helpful for me and because of the way that I look at life and because of the way that I look at all challenges I know that there is always a gift in there somewhere and so unsurprisingly because it's me the next thing that comes through is that there is a beautiful opportunity here and I write that down and I ask myself what do I need to do to remember what is required to stay in my power and the first step and actually in this kind of training I suppose that's what it is this is the, the second step the first step is to notice the second step is to relax the second step is to simply relax so if you are somebody that feels the tension feels the fight or flight feels the adrenaline the cortisol the stress in your body 99% of people do the first step is to relax And what I wrote in my journal was relax my jaw because I was clenching my teeth. My jaw felt really tight. So relax my jaw was the command. And I just allowed myself to, I say visualize, but I'm kind of using the inverted commas, visualize my jaw relaxing. Then the next command was relax my cheeks. And then I just continued to command myself to relax my jaw, relax my cheeks, relax my jaw, relax my cheeks. I get to relax. This was really, really powerful. I then did a little body scan to notice where else am I holding tension in my body? And again, I commanded myself, release the tension from the back of my shoulders and my neck. You now, frequently when we are tense, we don't even realize that we're holding ourselves, that we're literally holding the tension in our bodies. So by just bringing awareness to where I'm, my energy is contracted and telling myself to release the tension in my shoulders, release the tension in my back, I'm immediately creating expansion. The next command slash request, because at this point, I'm just I'm starting to feel more relaxed. The next command request was just surrender the tension. Just let it go. Let it go. I don't I don't want you to underestimate the power in this simplicity, because most of the time when we are fearful and we are tense, we're making up stories like, I'm going to lose my house. All of my clients are going to hate me. I'm going to end up eating dog food on the streets. Like we're we're creating these crazy stories that have nothing, no basis in reality at all. And so by moving our attention away from the story and placing our attention and intention into the body... And commanding the body to do what it is that we desire, which is to move out of survival mode and into flow mode, into creativity mode, into expansion. We immediately change the frequency and the vibration of our energy and energy is energy is our point of attraction. Everything revolves around our energy. So even though this sounds simple, it is so freaking powerful. So please, for the love of all things good, if you are noticing yourself in this pendulum of belief to self-doubt, belief to self-doubt, belief to self-doubt, when you notice yourself next in that self-doubt phase, start to work through the body, just releasing tension from the body. And the reason that this is so powerful is, as I say, it moves you out of fight or flight. It slows down the adrenaline, reduces that hypervigilance. I'm looking for the next danger, the next danger signal. It's like, you know, in the danger zone, you're in bed, you're in the toilet, you're chatting with your mate, (laughs) relax. (laughs) Um, That's why it's so helpful. From that space, you are physically going to feel expansion in your body. And then what? Step two or step three, actually. Step one is to notice. Step two is to relax. Step three, which is the final step, is to choose. Choose to know that miracles happen when courage accompanies calm. I'm going to say that again because it's an important one. Choose to know that miracles happen when courage accompanies calm. So I've shared stories in the past where I have been completely, and I'm thinking about my cliff jump story, where I have not been calm at all. I've been like losing my shizzle, but I needed to channel the adrenaline it wasn't useful for me to calm myself down when I was about to jump off a cliff also I was literally about to jump off a cliff it's normal for my body to feel stressed because this is not something that I would normally do so I don't want to feel calm in that I want to feel hyped I want to feel amped so miracles can happen when we feel hyped and amped and fearful and adrenaline is pumping absolutely but when we're talking about running a business if you are constantly making decisions and taking action from that stress mode, you will end up very sick. You will end up burned out. You will end up feeling exhausted. And it's also not the best mode for creative genius to really, really come into play. So what we're looking for is calmness and courage. Like Calmness, the feeling in the body is frequently, but not always, frequently similar to that of trust. If, if, you, if we're in trust, we breathe a little bit more deeply because we feel safe, we feel secure. So what risk am I willing to take in order to really be behaving in alignment with the person who accomplishes their dreams and desires? Because in order for you to create something different in your life, you are going to need to be willing to take a risk. You are going to be required to exercise courage in your decisions. Otherwise, you are going to continue to do what it is that you're doing right now. Or you will take so long to action each part of the puzzle that... It, it doesn't feel risky because you, you can see everything so clearly. The problem with that for somebody like me is that that then doesn't feel, if it takes 10 years to do something that is possible to do in a year or two, because I was so concerned with hedging my bets, I, I, don't, I literally don't have enough time to create the impact that it is that I want to create in this world. So the willingness and ability to collapse timelines is really important for me when it comes to my own measures of success. I don't want to, don't have the desire to push myself beyond where feels healthy. And I also know that it is way, way more possible for people to achieve what they want in shorter timelines when they are able to combine courage with calmness. Now, what I want to make clear is that Often when we use the word courage, it can create a little bit of a contraction. The mind says, oh, what do you? What are you going to force me into doing that I don't want to do? And I want to remind you that nobody can force you into doing anything. You cannot force yourself into doing anything. So if you notice that contraction happening within you, when you think about the word courage, I want you to reframe the idea that you're going to, be forced into doing anything and i want you to know that this is really about reclamation do you have the courage to reclaim all parts of you do you have the courage to reclaim your power do you have the courage to reclaim your divinity your magic your innate wisdom Do you have the courage to reclaim all of it? You know, it gets to be, when we remember what it is that we're doing here, like, in for a penny, in for a pound. Like, are you ready to reclaim all of it? And in the acknowledgement of that, when we combine calmness with the courageousness, calling in the frequency of reclamation, all of a sudden... Our pendulum comes back to centre. The possibility feels like inevitability once again. And we feel our strength. We feel our power. And we're ready to make the brave decisions required in order for us to evolve, develop, move on, grow. All of the things. So step one, notice. Step two, relax. Step three, is having the courage to reclaim all of all of who we are. So I hope that you have found this episode useful. If you have, do me a favor, please tag me on Instagram, Susie underscore Ashworth, and share this episode with a friend. I love you so much. I feel so grateful for being in your earbuds, and I want you to remember that it's faith plus action that equals miracles.